It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Hey, welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud talk radio network on iHeartRadio. AmericaOutloud.news plays on all the podcasts, all the platforms. It's the voice of freedom, the out loud truth. And today, you come to hear military and intel experts. Again, you're on the National Security Hour today. It's Monday. Don't forget, we change now. What comes after 7, 8? We were on at 7 p.m. Now we're on at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Every Monday, the National Security Hour is where you come to hear military and intel experts. And America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the Art Radio Network. You can also listen to us on the media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best-in-class apps available on Apple, Android, Alexa, AAA. We stream 24-7, and now you can hear them on the podcast on the same apps. All of our shows go to podcasts typically, and it could be one or two days. After the broadcast is heard today live on Talk Radio, you can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many, many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, or as if you're an Apple listener, wherever you are around the globe, just rate it. We get the, you know, we get the stats, okay? And be sure to make America Out Loud dot news. You like that, huh? Dot news. Your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the videos, so that we can help secure America's future. And we mean that more than ever. Okay? And as Malcolm would say, with liberty and justice for all, we're going to start today's episode on segment one. My co-host is with me today, Dr. Michael Savage. I'm sorry, Dr. <laughs> Michael Stroyer. Thought it was Michael Savage on you, huh? Just, just tried to trick you a little bit. The co-host today, again, Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, are your, your host for the show. And I'd like to open up, Mike, before we get to speaking about the 25th Amendment, which we want to touch on, which is a really a, it's a big national security issue. I just want to uh, tell the listeners my experience uh, last week. Um, in fact, it was last Thursday uh, at CPAC, CPAC at the Gaylord Center in Maryland, right next to the MGM Casino, where uh, it, it just gets worse every year, every year. Less and less people come. It's the echo chamber. You know, yeah, okay, you got the guy from Salvador, great president down there. You got the uh, this guy from Argentina who, you know, to me, he's like an eel. Nobody caught him yet. You know what I mean? He's slimy. He goes in and out of We don't know who he's with, okay? Let's put it that way. Uh, the conservatives love him. Everybody says he's going to do this, that, and the other thing, you know, but uh, he could be WEF. He could be anything. All right. So uh, if we're at CPAC and we're rooting for Argentina, whatever, we, you know, we we may have a problem there. I think Peter Navarro did pretty well, uh, you know, stating he was on his way to jail and what it looks like in America. But I'll tell you what, folks, uh, Colonel Mike has been going to these things, I guess. Mm, I missed two or three, but I would say more than 25 over the years. And uh, probably half of them, I did them, uh, I guess, without being in media, you know, just as someone who paid the ticket and went in there and listened to the speeches and 
it was great when the former guy ran it, uh, who worked for the Bush family. Uh, he was a lobbyist in Washington and and in Florida State. I think it was probably the best. That was the end of the best of the CPACs. You used to have a great Ronald Reagan dinner on Friday or Saturday night. Everybody get dressed up in the ballroom. Um, it was, you know, five-star dinner, five-star performance, five-star people on the, the dais and the stage and the podium. Uh, it was really a rock and roll episode. CPAC was great back then. Uh, you used to have vendors. Um, and I'm talking about anything from organizations to companies um, to, uh, you know, like, let's say, AMAC, John Birch Society, stuff like that. Um, and nonprofits, you know, Moms for America kind of thing. You would have, I remember, Mike, back in the day before the slaps ran it, just about four or five rows of nothing but tables. I would say there was, oh, gosh, more than 150 vendors back in the day. So it was great. You had people selling political buttons, classical buttons, antique buttons. You could buy almost anything you want, the shirts, the hats, the books, um, all kinds of stuff. You know, people who really wanted to come to this conservative political act political action committee conference and there was a lot of democrats cnn used to come different msnbc a lot of, a lot of different organizations would come and cover you know the left was going to cover it their way but you you know they'd cover some of the speeches from the people uh that would speak it was really it was a fantastic uh organization back then so matt and his wife run it now and i think it's run down i think it really needs change of uh, hands I think this time around now, usually a presidential year, as I remember over the years, a presidential year, the place would be jam packed, wall to wall jam packed. You know, forget it. You couldn't even walk. But I mean, it just every year it's less and less people. So I, I just think it's, uh, you know, needs to change your hands or maybe it just needs to close the umbrella, you know, because it was very sad. Uh, it's a great location. Gaylord Center, beautiful uh, convention center, and they have them in Tennessee, too, and other places. But it was empty. It was really empty. I went around, saw some people. You know, you had the usual suspects, you know, Mike Lindell, uh, Lou Dobbs. Lou Dobbs said to say hello to you, Mike. And uh, I told he him. He uh, treated me very well when I was on Fox. He was very, I think he got reprimanded to a couple of times for having me on. And then I gently rode into the good night. But he was a good man, is a good man. Yeah, he's a good man. Lou, Lou, and then they had uh, AMAC had a booth. JBS had a booth. You know, all, everybody had the media booths, you know. And uh, WAML, the Washington Standard AM, who may be right now in the process, from what I hear, they may be in the process. That's Cumulus Radio, who used to be formerly, formerly ABC Radio, may be bought up by a Singaporean company. Now, that's something you got to think about. Singaporean company, Singapore. Chinese food, Singapore, Southeast Asia, China, partners. You got to worry about this stuff. Soros just bought up, I don't know, a couple hundred million dollars worth of radio stations in America. So this is something we really got to watch, okay? And, uh, you know, the usual suspects media row. And I don't know, uh, you know who wasn't there this year, Mike? You know who wasn't there this year? I want to tell the listeners. The guys that had two booths last year, the new uh, Federation State of China, the NFSC uh, that everybody loves. Oh, yeah, Miles Guao and this one, that one. And, you know, we had Mike Waller on speaking about it and other people as well. 
But uh, they didn't have any boots this year. I went looking for them because I wanted to see if they take a bumper sticker that said Boycott China like they didn't take last year. Yeah. The kryptonite, the kryptonite sticker. But they didn't show up this year. No boots. So I guess. Uh, well, he's pretty they, well been proven as an agent of the Chinese, hasn't he? I think pretty much. Well, you know, I was going to ask them the question. Why would a guy take uh, Fifth Amendment six times if he wasn't guilty of being what he, they accused him of? You know? Yeah. And they he's only asked him the friends in the media, though. He's got he's got what's his name? Bannon. He's, oh, he's got a load of friends besides that. Oh, there's you have no idea how many people are uh, are confessing for the uh, new federation state of China. Nobody, you know, and these are supposed to be smart people, by the way. So just just so you know. Anyway, uh, some of this, you know, listen, we did that show with him. Even the elites could be duped. We did it on this uh, National Security Hour. You can go to the archives, go to two mics. You know, you'll see National Security Hour. Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, just go down, look at the archives. Even the elites can be duped. We did the show. Mike Waller was on the show with us, who's another, you know, intel expert, whose book, Big Intel, is just kicking butt. And he's been on um, almost every show. In fact, he told me the book now is at the national something or other, uh, that it's now mandatory reading. The FBI called him up and said it's mandatory reading. Even the agency called him up. So they got it in their training manual there. You got to read Mike's book, Big Intel. So, uh, yeah. They weren't there this year. So that was it for CPAC. You know, Trump, hey, yeah, you know, it's a place for him to go. And, uh, you know, just what was it? Uh, a day or two later after CPAC, you know, Trump takes down South Carolina. Uh, and uh, the Democrats are out there just pumping money into Nikki. And Nikki says, I'm not letting go. It just shows you her standard. You know, I'm not letting go. Now, if you really did want to ride with him as a vice presidential, you know, potential vice presidential pick you're really wearing it out man you know what i mean like just go home because you're not going to be the pick nobody's gonna like it anyway but you know the democrats came out in force for her you know she 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 lost her state and uh they're gonna keep putting money in there because you know she's the wild card and uh nothing's gonna happen then she's gonna go super tuesday and she, i'm not giving up i'm not giving and the other thing is the grift it's all about the grift because they get to keep the money, they get to pay themselves, and then, you know, when you keep that pack money, you get to roll it. You know, there's there's requirements as to how you can use the money, but that you know, she's typical. She, her, her, it just shows you her standard. You know, it's not about really winning or doing anything for the party or the people. It's what's in it for her. She does so what she's told. Remember when she was governor, she tore down the North Carolina flag before anybody even really mentioned it. Right. When the season came to get rid of Confederate things. Well, and, you know, that that was the battle flag. She didn't even know it was the battle flag. Yeah. That was the funny part. Well, that's my intro for, for now, Mike. What would you like to say? Well, I just wanted to mention one thing about also about media. Or once one about the CPAC was, you know, they've fallen on tough times when Mark Levin is the kind of the, the uh, star event. You know, he's he's in the business of being uh, protective of Israel at all costs, no matter what it costs America. And other than that, he's just a big mouth. You know, he, he flaps about this. He flaps about that. Uh, I wrote a piece one time on my blog that had. Uh, uh, I made the point that we kept going into these uh, ridiculous wars where our kids got killed. And uh, so I thought it was just a stupid thing to do. And. He he and uh, oh the fellow that passed away, uh, Rush. 
wrote a piece and said that I was an idiot and all of these things, uh, probably a communist or whatever it was. And and uh, so I wrote the next day and I just said, you know, I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear it. But Mr. Levin and Mr. Uh, Rush, what was his last name? Limbaugh. Limbaugh. Mr. Rush or Mr. Levin and Mr. Limbaugh really are in favor of getting our kids killed in wars that we don't want to that we don't want to win and we have no interest in. Never another word from either one of them. So it was the only time that I seem to have scored a little bit of a, of a, of a hit on uh, my uh, critics. The other well, I, will, I will tell you this, Mike. Mike uh, Mark Levin enjoyed his uh, boycott China sticker. He, yeah. took, he, he took two of them from Den, who was uh, with me. And uh, another big player there was Rick Grinnell talking to German TV. You'll like this. He was talking to German TV about why NATO matters and NATO and NATO and NATO and NATO and NATO and Germany and Germany. And I'm like, oh, my. And Den is standing there because Den wants to talk to this guy, uh, Rick Grinnell. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, World War Three is going to start and end by the time he finishes talking to this TV guy. Yeah. He's a one-trick he pony. Yeah, he didn't want to get off the camera. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's uh, uh, If NATO is necessary, then, then you know, Praying to cement is necessary. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a stupid damn idiot thing at the well, time. Well, let me tell you, if they change hands next year, I'm going to recommend to the leader of the pack, Mr. Malcolm of America Out Loud dot news. That's America Out Loud dot news 24-7. You can get all the articles in there. Oh, by the way, if you, you he's updated this beautiful, he's got a beautiful website now on AmericaOutlaw.news. You can go to the bottom of any of our shows, and we have great shows. He put new shows up too, by the way. You can go to the bottom. You just sign on. You make a little account there. You know, put a pseudonym name, whatever you want to put. You know, Hong Kong Harry, whatever you like to use. Put a name, and you could comment on all these shows we have on AmericaOutlaw.news. We'd like to hear your comments. Like I get comments all the time from Rumble. From our Two Mics podcast, we get comments on Rumble. We get emails on the twomics.us, twomics.us, our website. People comment there. They email us, give us suggestions, their thoughts, their complaints, whatever. But, we, you know, on AmericaOutloud.news, the National Security Out, we haven't gotten one comment, not one email. So please, subscribe on the bottom of the show. You can subscribe to all of the National Security Out shows. There's one every day of the week, Monday to Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we'd like to hear from you. I don't care where you're from. We got 13 countries to follow us, sometimes 17 follow us. So, I mean, just let us know where you are, what you're thinking. You like the show, you don't like the show, your complaint. By the way, oh, let me see. I think I got a couple of minutes left. Yeah, we got a couple of minutes left in the first segment. Um, so, I did meet a very interesting person, Mike, um, which I didn't tell you when I was with Den. Den is good friends with a rabbi. Who's, who's part of a, believe it or not, a conservative organization. I have the card. I'm going to contact him. Uh, Den recommended we talk to this guy. I said, okay, nice guy. You know, I met with him, sat down with him a couple minutes. And I said, it's amazing. We have a, a listener to our podcast, Murray, who who emails us time to time. Says, you guys get a little bit too much of the, you know, you bang us too much. You know, we, all, we, we have conservatives. There's conservative Jews. Well, we said, Murray, we want to hear from them. And Murray sent me like three organizations right away. Bam. He said, here, this one, this one, this one, you know. 
And he threw in Mark Levin's name. I was like, okay, he's conservative, whatever, but we're not going to call him. But he gave, me, <laughs> he gave me three organizations to contact that there's really and, – and this rabbi who's from uh, Pittsburgh that I met, Rabbi Yaakov, uh, he said, look, I'm a conservative. I'm this, 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 this. I gave him the questions, you know, I talked to him a little bit, five, ten minutes. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're conservative. I said, I'll get in touch with you. You know, we, we like conservatives, you know. And it's always nice to find out that you have – and, you know, he had good opinions on what's going on in Israel and Palestine and all that. So I was happy. And I said, look, you know, we'd be happy to talk to you anytime. You know, we like uh, – we have good conversations with our guests, you know. I met one of our guests at there. This, uh, Senator Dick Black was there. You know, I introduced him to a couple of friends and uh, – he said he wants to come back on the show. We had Dick Black a few times on the show. So, you know, we met some of the guys from Virginia and Maryland and so on. And uh, it was good. But it was nice to be uh, a conservative Jewish. You know, these were Jews, real American Jews, a conservative organization. I'm, I'm happy that uh, Dan introduced me to him because Murray used to send me the names. I got three. That was the last time. So if Murray, if you're listening to the National Security Hour, and I know you like our show, so I, I'm sure you're listening if you got anybody else, listen, we got Rabbi Yakov last week at the uh, CPAC. And, uh, you know, just forward them along on the two mics.us uh, email at the website. Or if you like, sign up. I'd love to hear, I'd love to see, see some of these comments, you know, what these people say. You know, I, Mike, I think, I think Malcolm did a great job with this new website. It's crisp, you know, and, uh, it's it's a good website that they can they can make the comments. So we're going to roll up in the last couple of minutes, Mike, and then I want to go speak a little bit about the Twenty Fifth Amendment. What do you got to say? I just wanted to make one other comment about the media this week. A woman named Catherine Herridge, who was CBS's oh, yes yes foreign, uh, foreign policy uh, and other things correspondent, uh, was fired, and they seized all of her personal files in her personal computer because she was uh, trying to nail down what the what the story was between uh, Biden and his son and, and corruption. And all I wanted to say really was I knew her uh, not not quite well, but well enough when I when I used to do a lot of shows at Fox and she finally resigned from there, I suspect because she saw which way the wind was blowing. But she's a first rate person. A first-rate woman. I think she was a, a, a marathon runner too, if I remember correctly. But she was very honest, very to the point, and very, very good with detail. And I think it's a shame, you know, uh, for her to leave under those kind of circumstances where they clearly thought she was getting too close to the truth, and so stole her personal property. So it's a, it's a sad day. But she's a very fine reporter and a very fine woman. Well, you know, uh, when you get too close to the target, what happens? And the other thing is, you know, with this administration, one day, you you know, uh, Kim Il-young and the next day you're Stalin, whatever. The, the, this is total, totally ridiculous what they're doing. The First Amendment's out the window. They want to get rid of the Second Amendment. They don't want to talk about the 25th Amendment because, God forbid, they should talk about that. We're going to talk about that after the break. So before we go to the break, visit the sponsors and go to the, we'll meet you on the other side. We want to say thank you for joining us again on the mission. All right. And we'll be back on the other side. Thank you. 
cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar, inflammation, and weight. These are all real-world problems that 87% of Americans are struggling with. Often, there are no symptoms, but left unattended, we become inundated with one health problem after another. It's time to fight back with Heal Right. Heal Right is a bar that you eat, but it's food as medicine that addresses the nutritional root cause of health issues in just eight weeks. Developed by world-renowned scientists and backed by 15 years of research, Heal Right is effective, but it's also delicious and works without additional diet or lifestyle changes. Step out of the statistics and use food as medicine. Visit HealRight.com slash OutLoud or AmericaOutloud.shop and use the code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop. That's AmericaOutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CofixRx because it works. Hey, welcome back to the National Security Hour. You're on with Dr. Michael Shorty and Colonel Mike, your host today. Don't forget, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Friday, on AmericaOutloud.news. So, Mike, with this uh, article, do you have it pulled up, by the way? I don't, but I can get it. All right. Why don't you just pull it up? I'll just start it up, okay? Yep. Uh, it's a great article on America Greatness website, and the uh, the author of this is Daniel Oliver. And it says, the 25th Amendment, RIP. Biden's incompetence is precisely what the 25th Amendment was meant to address. The problem is that the Biden courtiers power and influence depend on keeping Biden where he is. And that's pretty much where it is. I mean, the 25th Amendment was ratified in 67. The driving event was the assassination of Kennedy in 63, which raised the issue of who would act as the chief executive if Kennedy had lived, but it had had he been incapacitated. And by extension, obviously, who would act as chief executive if any future president would become incapacitated? The goal was to avoid the chaos such as incapacitation could produce. So here's the problem. We're right now, right now, we're embroiled in two wars, Ukraine and Middle East, and the Chinese are rattling their, he says, Johns and Daos, threatening U.S. ally Taiwan as the U.S. wins and spends its way to bankruptcy. And the country is as politically divided as it has ever been, with the exception of the late unpleasantness. What does that mean? This is a time for steady hand at the wheel. It was the, the, it's called, there's a thing, Colonel, that they also called the the Civil War after the Civil War, the great unpleasantness. Okay. And it says, this is a time for steady hand at the wheel, but instead we have Joe Biden, whose news footage shows, when it shows him, it all stumbles, mumbles like an ancient relative, the one you wouldn't let drive drive your children even be alone with them, that Biden is no longer competent to carry out duties of the president is obvious. 78% of the respondents to a recent poll, <clears throat> including 71% of Democrats, think Biden's too old to work in government, and the other 22% probably illegal immigrants. So Biden's incompetence is precisely what the 25th Amendment was meant to address. The problem is that the Cartier's power and influence, depending on keeping Biden where he is, not one of them, not one single one of them, he says, 
has the moxie or sufficient concern for the country to say the word that the president has no mental clothes. And they all know that if Biden goes, they go. Now, here's the best part, Mike. Are you scrolling down with me? I am. A fawning. Now, uh, Janet Yellen. Talk about incompetence, okay? Janet Yellen, that must be a middle name. Secretary of the Treasury said this. I work very closely with President Biden, and I'm often with him on foreign trips in important meetings with foreign leaders. In both of his recent meetings with President Xi, they are long, difficult meetings. He's at the top of his game. Listen, ma'am, you're not even at half the game. So this is a total lie, okay? You know, under- there might be some kind of a romantic connection there. He said, She says he understands the issues. No, we understand the tissues. We're in tears, honey. We don't <laughs> care about it. All right? He's articulate in framing responses. Really? Which one is that? What, like, which, which exit do I use? Stage right, stage left? Not just talking from notes, but in real time, interacting effectively to what his counterparts put on the table. He has a deep understanding of the issues. And only asks to get, how to get out of the room once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, you, you can't make this stuff up. And this is this is the lady that's the secretary to the Treasury. Look, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this show on AmericaOutloud.news, around the globe, in America, I mean, this is like the checks in the mail. And you know the rest of that story. It was an old joke back in the 60s, okay? Does anybody believe her? The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is sharp, intensely probing and detail oriented. Said the man who has told us a hundred times that the border is secure. Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, and perhaps the only man in Washington with less credibility than Biden, has snatched the distinction away from Secretary of State Tony Blinken, the mastermind behind the letter signed by 50 spooks claiming Hunter Biden's laptop was Russia's disinformation. Okay, now here, here's another one. Amy Klobuchar. Hello, Minnesota. I'll repeat. Hello, Minnesota. Come in, break a one-nine. Here's what she has to say. I was on Air Force One with, president, with the president going from Washington, D.C. to Wisconsin for an infrastructure project, and I was with the president for over an hour and talks about so many things, domestic and international. He was focused. His recall was good. It was the same experience that I had with my colleagues who met with him for hours, Democrats and Republicans about the Middle East, only a few weeks ago. So here's what the guy says in the article. Is she looking to replace Kamala Harris? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Mike. Make a comment. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, it clearly is a time. No one ever raises it. Colonel, you know, it's but it's a time to, for it to be used. I think more and more people are. But we were in a spot too, not only in Kennedy's time, but in uh, 1918 and 1919 through 20, when after Woodrow Wilson had a stroke, he, it was very clear that his wife was really making his decisions. She would be involved with all the meetings of cabinet members or people came to see him, and then she would report what he decided. No, he wouldn't report to them directly. But right. she didn't pass it. So we've had we've had some experience with this before, but never uh, under the bright lights. You know, there's no one in this country that needs to be who who watches uh, anything, whether it's independent media or the or the mainstream media, 
has been around enough to see that this man is entirely unqualified mentally to be the president. And he's just surrounded himself with yes men and liars, apparently, from what Yellen said in in, uh, Mayorkas and uh, Klobuchar. It's it's time to move him out for our own security. Yeah, I mean, our own security. We have have a wide open border with everybody coming over. That's big. Yeah. And now, I, we, we, you know, everybody's looking at this guy and say, look, we have people that listen to us around the globe. And I get comments through the website and emails. And they're like, what are you waiting for? What, what's wrong with America? Some of these people went to school here. They went to college here. Their kids are in college here. They're like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You're, the, you're supposed to be democracy. You're supposed to be the republic. Look, just last night. Um. I, I watched this uh, this newsreel, a replay. So Trump is at CPAC, and he was talking about his wife or something like that. You know, she's going to come on the campaign or something like that. So he says Melania, and he says his wife's name, and he talks about his wife. And then, the you know, the crowd roars, and they're clapping hands, right? And, and then he, he said, how do you like that uh, Mercedes? Now, Mercedes is Schlapp's wife. Right. Matt Schlapp's wife is Mercedes Schlapp with the CPAC organization. Right away, they took it as, look, look at Trump. You talk about the 25th Amendment. He don't even remember his wife's name. What do you mean, (laughs) you stupid ass? He just said, you know, the wife, my wife, you know, Melania will be on the thing. And he was addressing to Mercedes, who's part of the organization where he was speaking. They made it look like he, he get made a gaffe and he couldn't remember his wife's name. I mean, this is dumb. But yet this guy, Flubadub. What 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 Tommy called him? My friend Tommy called him Mr. Magoo. Remember Mr. Magoo, the cartoon? Yes. Yeah, that's that's what's his name now, Biden. And then not only that, you have this guy last week, Tony Bobolinsky, again, an informer that you know he's doing a whistleblowing job, and they want to lock another guy up. You know, I mean, it's just there there is there is no law anymore, Mike. No. You know, no one's above the law. Nancy Pelosi, no one's above the law. Remember, no one's above the law except for us. You know yeah, what I mean? Except for party. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. And what I didn't know, I was interested. Mr. Oliver's article was very good. I was interested. I didn't know that twenty. if you got three quarters of both houses of the Congress to vote, they can remove him permanently. Yeah, but you don't have the three houses, I don't think, anymore, because so many of these people are in the tank for money for Ukraine, more money for Israel, yeah. more money for Ukraine. So it's going to be a very hard stroke. You know, there was a lot of people there. Excuse me a second. I had to turn the mic off. Uh, there was a lot of people there, and there was a lot of conversation at CPAC with a lot of pro-Ukrainian people there and pro-Israel. Everybody was all about, well, you know, we if if we don't defend it. Now, Mike, you and I know about the domino theory, you know, Vietnam and the communist expansion. We heard that from the days of the Cold War. We were in high school, remember? And, uh, you know, if, if this this thing about we could just keep giving money away. And then in the same breath, you turn the channel wherever you are on the cable. And there's a lady speaking about, well, social security, the trust fund, the make-believe the fake trust fund. There's no such thing as a trust fund. The This trust fund should be out in 10 years, but not to worry because by then Congress will have something like, why isn't Congress? This is something I want to talk to the seniors in our country right now. Address this. Why isn't Congress worried about 10 years 
from now, people that are on Social Security are going to be on or going to be on Social Security in 10 years, right? Why aren't they more concerned about that than the Ukraine or Israel? Can anybody tell me? Can anybody, you know, say something? Can you make a comment or whatever? I mean, <clears throat> this is money that you were promised that they saved it, but they actually spent it. Remember years ago, what was it, Kennedy, Mike? He used to say, well, there was a lockbox, and then we we put the chits in there and the IOUs, and we we were using the money for this, that, the other thing. They spent a lot was, of it on Vietnam, if I remember correctly, Colonel. They used it for every purpose there was, a bridge, a post yeah. office, whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever their whatever their uh, uh, constituents, you know, would make them happy. Whatever they wanted within the states, you know, within the budgets, you know, uh, the grab bag. You know what I'm saying? There was no reason to touch any of that money. Just think about it. Just think about it. If they would have took all that money that people invested over the years and put it into a real fund, let's say the uh, – Warren Buffett fund. All right, but Warren, we're going to take the half of your Birch, Berkshire Hathaway deal and we're going to put the U.S. Uh, retirement money in there. Could you imagine how much money these people would have today? Everybody is better, we, that's for sure. Yeah, but by the way, uh, Buffett's doing great. <laughs> He's doing super well. He, he beat all the numbers. So, yeah, as an insider, you make more money. But anyway, if, if they would have put it somewhere, anywhere, mutual, whatever, you would have had much more compounding, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? It, but instead, the, you know, you got junk bonds for your money. That's basically what you got. And th there is no money. What they're doing is they're taking the money from Peter to pay Paul, meaning anybody who's paying tax today is actually paying the people on Social Security, right? So you, you worked how many years? 20, 30 years, which our generation did. We worked 20, 30 years, right? And uh, it's a uh, say la vie. You know, we got other people we got to pay, which is and there was that constituent inside that CPAC that were, weren't going to buy that deal. A lot of these younger guys I saw there were talking about, yeah, but, you know, what about us and what about us? And but you had a, a big constituency of uh, ne neoconish, I would call it, Mike, neoconish. Oh, absolutely. And the other, absolutely. And the other, the other thing is that makes money like war. Yeah. And the other thing was, there's going to be another, there's going to be something to oppose the CPAC coming up. There's another organization they're starting. This is the trick. This is the funny part. Guys like Crystal, guys like Adam Kissinger, all, all, all these, all these, all these people that were anti-Trump are going to be on this other organization. They're going to give you an alternative to CPAC. What they should do is take CPAC put it on a little sailboat with the guys that want to make the new organization, put it on the same sailboat, get it about 18 miles offshore in international waters and just put a big cement block and, and, and drown it because <laughs> is that the organization that, that Pence is going to be into? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't I see his name. That he has $20 million from somebody to form this new organization. Yeah. Well, it, it's not going to matter because all it's going to be is a new, a neocon. Yeah. It's going to be like the Wolfowitz kind of guys, the Rumfells. And who's that guy that's up in Vermont? We don't even hear his name anymore, the Viceroy. What's his name? Paul Bremer. Yeah. Paul Bremer. You remember Paul Bremer. Anybody don't uh, – raise your hand, Paul Bremer. Anybody? You could look him up, the Viceroy of Iraq. He was the Viceroy. And then Iraq, you know, the war settled down. And then again, here's a guy that drives off into the sunset. da 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 da, -da on Lake whatever in New Hampshire or Vermont, wherever he is. 
and you don't hear a word from nothing, nothing, not a word, not even a well, you book. You got it all nothing. in cash, Colonel. You got to give a guy a time to count it. Yeah, he got a lot. I'm sure he got a lot. <laughs> yeah, Paul Bremer, the Viceroy. They used to call him the Viceroy, Mike. Yeah, they did indeed. That was another glorious ex- exhibition of neocon stuff. So for two and a half hours, Biden went around the table and asked for insights and input. This is amazing, Mike. Yeah, he's incredible. Listen to this. Joe Biden is incredibly competent, according to Senator Chris Murphy. Well, now, maybe how would, the question is always on all these. How would they know what was competent? They're all incompetent. You know, it's like if you tell me I'm competent, I'll tell them you're competent. And then, and then he led a masterful. Listen, to this one. He he led a masterful conversation about the challenges to our security and pathway to peace as as they're gathering more money for war. Yeah. The difficulties with Iran and its proxies claimed Senator Chris Coons of Delaware. Boy, Chris, man, you're you're you're, you're you should be on Saturday Night Live. You're great. And there is, of course, the Kamala problem. If Biden goes, she comes. But she is even less popular than he is, and the courtiers know that. So what to do? The correct answer is to retire Biden and take a chance on Harris. But the courtiers know that almost for certain Harris would lose this 24 election and they would lose their power. Besides, she's black and the courtiers prop up Bernie's Bernie's problem, you know, and then and then America is in for the endless weekend of dysfunction. So the 25th Amendment to the Constitution sits there unused, unloved, dead from foul play, according to him, and chaos watches and waits, smiling. That's Daniel Oliver, the chairman of the Board of Education of Research Institute and director of Pacific Research Institute for Public Policy in San Francisco, and he wrote that for the American American Yes. So you you can look at it if you want. Colonel, I think there's one more thing to think about with Kamala is that from all everything you see in the media, the administration has, has treated her pretty rotten, uh, you know, demeaning her capabilities and not keeping her informed. So that if they if they there may be an impression within the cabinet and other places that if she takes over for Biden, they're all all of their gooses are cooked, too. Oh, time to take a break. So that means visit the sponsors and we'll see you on the other side. Voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, 
D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use Cofix RX because it works. We're back. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. You're on Dr. Michael Show, your Colonel Mike. And uh, don't forget, it's 8 p.m., Monday to Friday. And we're on on Monday. We moved from 7. We're now at 8. And please, just go down to the bottom of the show where the footnotes are, and then you'll see a little box. You can fill it out, make your comments, whatever you like, your suggestions. And uh, it's nice that they redid the website in January. So we'd like you to join on. We're right in the final segment. You're on with Dr. Michael Show, your Colonel Mike. We're on 8 o'clock every Monday, East Coast time, on the National Security Hour. And the show is on 8 o'clock, no more 7, five days a week. So let Michael start up the last segment. It's just gone. Another one of these shows goes so fast. Remember, go down, past the footnotes. There's a little box. You could fill it out, put your name, pseudonym, whatever. Make your comments to the National Security Hour. We'd love to see comments and what you got to say. Mike, start it up. Go ahead. Well, I saw a piece this week that I thought was very interesting about the reorganization of the U.S. In, uh, intelligence community. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was started a while ago, and Clapper was the one that hired the company that's doing it. And it, it's the name. Uh, it says it's McKinsey Consulting. I always thought McKinsey was auditors. Well, they've been around a long time. McKinsey's been around. Yeah, yeah they've been around forever. Yeah. Well, right, right now they are, um, as I said, reorganizing uh, the American intelligence community, all all of its organizations and structures and things. I gather, and at the same time, mm-hmm. they got a little more of a contract from uh, China, thanks to Mister Clapper, and the same company who's who's doing our intelligence reorganization is also doing the research for the next Chinese five-year plan. So it's it's an unending story of American companies doing anything for money, no matter if it's domestically or with our uh, enemies. It's a, it just a, 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 such a, a conflict of interest, one would think, at least, if not treason, for them to be involved in the same thing. But mm-hmm. no one seems to care anymore. That uh, you know, we help kill the Uyghurs uh, in in uh, in Uyghurland. I can't remember the Xinjiang province. And uh, you know, our guys are basically put together the uh, uh, Chinese economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are flooded in this country with um, companies 
startup companies and all line, all parts of industries, but especially in uh, medicine and uh, uh, venture capital and but but it's all it's all uh, you know they're they're grabbing part of the American dream they say but what they're doing is just siphoning off other people's inventions and other people's ideas you know recruiting in those industries recruiting human assets and we just let it go along as if it, it's not never going to come to a point where we're really seriously challenged by it and I got some news for people we're really seriously challenged by it at the moment. Plus the what? Well, there's there they say there's fifty to hundred thousand military age male Chinese in this country now. And yeah, what are they doing? By the way, what are they doing here? Why are they here? Military age? They don't have wives. What are they looking for? Wives in America? Are they looking for some American Chinese? Are they looking for second generation Chinese? Um, for anybody who really wants to clock this information, quotation, clock this information. Okay. You could just go to the uh, Twitter site. It's we don't call it X, call it Twitter. Okay, you go to Michael Yan, Michael Y O N. Follow that. That's the Darien Gap. That's Panama. He's on the border. He does all the things. Everybody goes down there to see Michael. He's like the king of the border. Okay, if you got a podcast, you have a show. You know, you need some extra. Uh, what do you call it, followers? When you go down there, bam, bam, bam. I mean, Michael is the guy. He's been on top of it for two years already. Okay. That's Michael Yon. And then if you want to follow another guy on Twitter who's clocking, and I mean deep dive on the clock, all right, what's going on with the Chinese in America? Because there's a lot – see, a lot of the – you don't understand this. They're going to play the uh, race card. Uh, there's a lot of Chinese-American organizations that have been here forever since the railroad started, okay? And you have them in New York, San Francisco, you know, big cities, right? All right. Now – in New York, you have more than just Chinatown, Manhattan. You have Queens, which is a big Chinese area. You have Sunset Park, Brooklyn is a big Chinese area. You have Bay Ridge. They've basically eaten up a lot of the uh, boroughs of New York because most of these other ethnic pockets like uh, Hungarians, Germans, Italians, Irish, they moved. You know, they went to Florida. They went to Long Island. They went to New Jersey. They went to Pennsylvania. And the third and fourth generations, they don't want to stick around. You know, they moved to wherever, you know, California, whatever. Okay. So if you now... There's a guy who's clocking this, and you got to watch this carefully. One of them is our good friend, Michael Waller, who has that book, Big Intel, out. He's been on the show. He's been on the National Security. The other is Colonel Lawrence Sellin, S-E-L-L-I-N. If you go to their Twitter handle, right, Michael Waller and Colonel Sellin, you could watch all this action with China. He, who's coming in? They they have names, they have passports, they got pictures. There's all kinds of stuff you could pick up on, and who they're meeting with in America. And some of these guys are actually target. Pra now you think about this. Just think about this for a minute. You got gangbangers in, in in Chicago. You got gangbangers in D.C. Another murder every day. You know, another carjacking. Fourteen year old kids know how to get weapons better. They get weapons faster than the police. Okay, and all of a sudden. You would would you come to America like for instance you and I we go to Europe we go somewhere we the first thing we don't think about is going to somebody's country and saying where can we get a gun and go target practice but these Chinese guys that they're watching they come in all of a sudden they're in a desert area with high power weapons doing target practice hello America let me repeat that they're in a desert with targets and they're pra well why why did they come to America to target practice 
I'm just curious. Did, I guess they don't have guns in China. You're not allowed to have them, right? Unless you're in the military, right? Or or you're in the PLA or the, the CCP party. But they cut. Imagine this: you come into America, the first thing you think about is target practice. And how did you get high power weapons? I'm not telling you all the secrets, but I'm just telling you: if you follow these guys, you're going to watch. You're going to see a lot of stuff. Now that's a concern for me. That's a concern for Mike. That's a concern for a bunch of us guys in the intel area and the military area, because. Uh, you got to think about what's their intention, right, Mike? Is that the intention word? Is that it? They're here to be used, Colonel. You know, they're they're in advance of of force, which mm-hmm. is a little bit less disturbing than guys in uniforms carrying weapons. But they're in place. Weapons are easily available in this country, and they're be, being smuggled in through uh, Lower California, the Mexican part of California, into the United States. So. There's not going to be any problem arming these people when and if the time is right. It's another. It's just an enormous dereliction of responsibility by not only um, the president and the Congress, but by governors, because the governors are, are are as pledged to protect their states as the president is pledged to protect the nation. All right. Full stop. Hold on a second. How many years have I been saying it? The governor sold us out. They started with the farms. They started with the corporations. They started with the with various uh, produce and and uh, animal husbandry companies within the states, especially the Midwest, the salt of the earth people in the Midwest. You remember them? Ha ha. Wink, wink, governor of uh, what what state is that? I won't mention it. They all signed off on oh, multicultural. It's so great to do business with China. Global trading. Oh, my gosh. How much money went into their pockets and offshore bank accounts? Only God knows, right? They sold us out a long time ago. Remember Smithfield Hams? We were on the radio, Mike. Nobody wanted to buy. Imagine Smithfield Hams. It's been around since the Pilgrims. Nobody wanted to touch it. I remember talking about it on the radio many, many years ago. What is it? No American company wants to stand up and buy a ham company that's, that's by the way, supplying the U.S. Army. What a contract, right? The U.S. military. Nobody wanted to buy it. Oh, guess who? The only one who put a bid on it. Oh, a mainland China company. Duh, duh, duh. It's all set up, man. They tell everybody, hey, you don't say nothing. But just let the Chinese come in and buy this. Let the Chinese come in and buy that. It's just like, you know, we're going there. and Listen, our Congress is compromised. Everybody's compromised, okay? But here's the problem. The compromise is only one one tentacle, right, of the octopus. So now you have guys, military age, that could do harm to the American people. And we have balloons flying over again. Wouldn't you like to fly on my little balloon, you know? Remember that song? Okay. In the, and around the world in 80 days, balloons are coming again. Why are we shooting these things down? Just last week, we had... A blackout, Verizon and AT&T phones in, in parts of the country. I mean, hello? Does, I mean, it's so blatant now. It's in your face. The treason and the actions of these people that are supposed to protect us as leaders of our country. I mean, think about it. You could probably be a Zimbabwean walk in now. You know what I mean? This, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this plays out, Mike, but it's really it's really dangerous at this point. Oh, it's way. Yeah, I think it's way past dangerous because they're they're bringing in criminals from black Africa now, from Central Africa, from Senegal, from Mauritania, from all of those countries. And and the Nicaraguans are helping 
uh, to bring those into Nicaragua. Well, why would why wouldn't they listen? Nicaragua has a beef with America a long time. You know, we didn't do the Cold War good in Central and Latin America. It is what it is. Okay, everywhere we went, we basically fizzled. It was like a dud, bad firecracker. I have another thing I wanted to talk about before we go off. I saw a piece on the History Channel. Mike, you're going to like this one. The secret British campaign to persuade the U.S. to enter World War II. Now, guess who was involved in this scam? Okay. Well, the president, for one. The, the new, No, they, this is how they conned them. The newspapers included the Baltimore Sun and the New York Post. Because remember, Baltimore Sun back in the day was a big paper. Yeah. And the New York Post detailed how the British parachuted into an airfield and Tommy guns and so on and so forth and planes and all that. And it was completely made up. So we had fake news back then. Real fake news. They can't. And the Americans were like, oh, we got to do something about that. There was nothing. The British never parachuted into an airfield with Tommy guns and hand grenades. They never overpowered any guards. They never destroyed 30 planes. All of the team members never made it back to Britain alive, like they said. Okay. And then it was like, oh, unbeknownst to the United States, the British intelligence service known as MI6. had planned the story in the press as part of a covert influence campaign to convince the country to enter World War II. Now, how do you like that, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Frankie Roosevelt fell for that one, too. And he couldn't wait to get in there. I don't know if he fell for it, Colonel. It was just useful propaganda that people didn't talk about. There's also, I think in the same article, but I read it elsewhere also, he, he used a map that was built uh, or was drawn by uh, uh, the British MI6 up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Showed Hitler's supposed plan to uh, move his forces through Africa to, I guess, Dakar it was, and then sail them over to Brazil, and then they would march up and take over America from there. Well, if it, what they didn't point out was what the map showed, that if they did all of that, by the time they got to Brazil, they would have been further away from the United States than they were if they had started from Germany. Yeah. But Roosevelt used the map and made a big uh, propaganda splash about it. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, before World War II, Roosevelt, J. Edgar Hoover, uh, a, a number of a very wealthy Eastern establishment people who um, supported Roosevelt worked with the British uh cheek by cheek and allowed them to conduct their operations in this country, whether it was kidnapping, disruption, uh, sabotage of the people who opposed uh, World War II. And uh, it, it was a disgrace. And it was a com- it was completely disgraceful what they did. And, and it was really the start of the president uh, cry- trying to create himself as a czar of all kinds of signs of foreign policy and getting the wars he wanted. Roosevelt knew the day before Pearl Harbor, 75 to 80% of the Americans wanted no war in Europe. And that changed rapidly after the, after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Well, the, the MI6 operatives, they organized a protest in America First rally. They went after the guys, Mike, who were anti-isolation. They went, went after and bolstered the anti-isolationist groups. Okay. The pro-isolationist groups. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. They were. Yeah. They were. They just went. They went and infiltrated. And this was MI6 infiltrating our country. This is the Allies, NATO allies, NATO allies. Come in, break a one nine. What the last thing we need is more allies like the British. 
We don't need any allies. I think that's the gift from God in this country is we don't need them. And they made this guy, William Stevenson, who was the director of the British right. intelligence at the time, you know, like some, you know, they gave him like a, a rank in America, you know. In the meantime, he was running the operations in the country. Yep. Good yep. going, OSS. What a drop of the ball that was. And occupying two floors of the Rockefeller Center, because, but they weren't paying for them because the Rockefeller Center, the Rockefellers gave it to them for their use as long as they needed it without charge. And that the only the only thing that Stevenson's the only job Stevenson had in the United States was to get us into the war. That and he did. And, and he, he succeeded. Did, he did, and he did with the alliance of the major people in Roosevelt's cabinet. Mm -hmm. Roosevelt even had a secret, uh, or not a secret, a, um, a senior justice of the U.S. Supreme Court named Franklin. No, not Franklin. Um, Frankfurter. Uh, Justice Frankfurter running around helping uh, British-sponsored groups to get us into the war. That's how deeply pro-war Roosevelt's government was. How many men did we lose in World War II, Dr. Mike? Oh, uh, almost 500,000. All right, there we go. we got to wrap it up, pal. This was a great show today. Thank you for coming back on again, once again. Hey, I want to thank my co-host, Dr. Michael Shoyer, by the way. New York Times bestselling author. And now I could, I could slip this out. It's official information. <laughs> his book is being looked at for potential. One of his books. I'm not going to tell you which one. One of his books is being looked at for a potential movie. I just got that hot off the press yesterday. <laughs> and Michael didn't even know about it. I knew about it before him. So that's coming down the pike, hopefully. All right. So thank you, Dr. Shoyer. And uh, good Always luck a on pleasure. you. I'm going to have to start wearing makeup for this show. <laughs> well, no, Mike, I wish you best of luck. And, uh, you. you know, I mean, the, all of the books were great the New York Times bestsellers. So we want to thank our listeners for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend. You're off the air, Colonel. I said we mean that all the time that the National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And as Malcolm would say, with liberty and justice for all, we'll see you next week, 8 o'clock Monday. Have a great week. Don't forget 8 o'clock every day, every, every weekday, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, National Security Hour. And don't forget to visit AmericaOutloud.news. Bye for now.